Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. The lockdown has basically been, like, if you took it super seriously, it's basically been home arrest, right? Like, not going outside, not having all the freedoms that you wanted to have before. Like, just being trapped in your house. Basically, that's what the whole country's experienced for the last feels like a rather long time so Man, these prisoners have got it easy <laughs> <laughs> hello and welcome to this week's episode of no idea yet too afraid to ask too lazy to google you're in the right place here join us to chat about any and all topics and figure out what it is that we just don't know yet <laughs> i'm this week's host freddie and joining me we have my good friends jonathan hello and Alistair. Hello there. This topic, uh, before last week's topic, so the connection is a surprise, to be honest, but it's going to help us out, I guess. This week, I wanted to talk about prison. Pr- ooh, prison? Can, can I get, can okay. I get ooh from the crowd? Ooh, that actually, sorry, I did all of my expression there with my face. It's not geometry yeah. we're talking about, is it? No, not prisms. Prisms. <laughs> I mean, now, like, it may be I've, a bit dry otherwise. Uh, yeah, I was thinking, why don't I think about it? Yeah, yeah I, I obviously did a bit of research for the one we just did, so fresh off of it. But um, And I watched some of the yeah. new Daniel Radcliffe um, Escape from Pretoria, whatever it's called. This was a topic that I started looking up just out of interest a while ago because uh, I was going to use it, but then never got around to it. And there's a lot more than I ever thought. So we're going to delve in today into the system, the history, um, if you think they work, pros and cons, and some of the darker sides of prisons, including privatization and prison labor, not even to mention the history linked with slavery. So just to start off, who wants to give me their definition of what they think yes. a prison is? I'll, I'll, I'll give it a bath. <laughs> Take on, it away, Johnny. I think, I think you think you got in there. Um, I, I think we were right both at the very same time that we decide right now I'll do it I'll <laughs> um, somewhere you lock up bad people um, <laughs> I guess it would be somewhere to done away people Mic drop. Who, <laughs> who have done something illegal or unethical or immoral and then keeping them out of the general public for both I guess initially it was as either punishment as well as just to get them out of the general populace you know, is keeping everyone safe from them as well as punishing them for the bad that they did. Hmm. <laughs> You're not going to be employed by Miriam Webster, Johnny, with your lengthy ass. <laughs> <laughs> Alistair, if you'd be so kind to divulge what you would define a prison as? Um, yeah, I think Johnny got got most of it in his very lengthy description. There. Um, I think, yeah, the main, there's kind of the, the fine line between it, right? So obviously you've got, it's got to be a deterrent because it's got to be bad because you know otherwise you know if, if, if it was nice people wouldn't care about doing crimes and that's kind of a piece of point but equally it's got to be you know not it's supposed to be more sort of more humane obviously you know and it's it's a lot better than the death penalty and things like that in terms of a, from a more liberal perspective I, I think i guess you know mm. um but obviously yeah, i mean from from what it actually is obviously yeah a place to to put put people who've broken the law and who we don't want in society or who society decides they don't want in society ooh. which oh yeah, but no, I mean, are we, are we sort of delving into the, the sort of you know judicial system and kind of 
all that sort of stuff as well? Or so so much, such a there's big quite topic. a lot. It's, yeah, it's so much. Yeah. It's, it's not, is... Unlike ethics, hey, or something like that. Take some notes. We're going to go into a few things. So I just start off by saying that the general consensus of prisons is that it denies freedom. Yes, that's a good. We probably should have thought of that. One. Freedom is the key, right? Yeah, or lack thereof. No, but I mean, it's not. You just not think about what I mean by freedom. Not just freedom of movement, but freedom of other things. Yeah. Like staying oh, up for to sure, yeah. you want and eating the food you want and seeing the people you want, yeah, mm. going the places you want to go after that. Oh no, we're back to the lo- location one. Yeah, yeah, mobile phones. Oh, you're a prison of your own mind. A prison of your own mind. Do you That's think thing. that as we go progress okay, through so, time, prison will get worse as 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 phones are still not allowed? Because like as we become more <laughs> and more reliant on just general downtime, full addictions effectively for mobile phones suddenly you go to prison it's like yeah you're not allowed to go on facebook to browse the internet you know to play games mm. anything like that anymore you know and it's well, it was a little extreme worse. but i mean like you know the lockdown has basically been like if you took it super seriously it's basically been home arrest right like not yeah. going outside not having all the freedoms that you wanted to have before mm. like just being trapped in your house basically that's what the whole country's experienced for the last feels like a rather long time so Man, these prisoners have got it easy for <laughs> 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 that one but then, yes. Johnny, would you say that the co- the converse? Yeah, trigger warning for everyone listening to this in jail. <laughs> and who's been or in lockdown? Yeah. <laughs> Johnny, would you say though that the opposite is that if you're in prison but you're given your phone, it's not that bad? Is that what you're saying? I'm not saying it's not that bad, but I I know from things I've heard from like you know, like people talking about maybe just from the internet and people giving their life experience of prisons, of that it's not. As I think, obviously, it depends on where you go and what the crime you commit. But a lot of people saying it's not like what you see on TV in the sense of everyone's always getting like, you know, there's sexual assault as well as whatever. It's a case of it's just really boring that you've got nothing to do and you're just whittling away the time until you can get out. And yeah, you, the people do get into fights and stuff like that. But it's yeah, the, the biggest thing was boredom for a lot of people that you just it doesn't stop and you're just waiting. Okay, well this ties into some thing that i find i'm kind of quite passionate about well i'd say passionate about you know <laughs> i think it's interesting is the idea of prisons like the use of them is for you guys more punishment or more for reforming that's interesting people now want it to be reformed but realistically it's punishment through and through i, I don't believe it's even if people have it in mind for reform then why is it that you know, you can do all the work you want in a prison. You'd be like, cool, I've actually, I can now become a plumber. It's like, yeah, but you're not going to get employed by anyone because you are a prison, because you went to prison. And it's like, you know, all the work that you do doesn't count up to anything. It's just to help either the prison or get you good brownie points to be released earlier. But, you know, your life after being in prison is going to be significantly worse. And it is, the same with like criminal records, you know, having that is going to... That's the system your... though. That's not your fault. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think and, then it's... The, and then it's like, oh, oh, you can't have a job. So what are you going to do? Probably return to crime, right? So then, yeah, yeah that is, it depends on the goal, right? If, if it's a, you know, kind of a yeah personal thing, or if it's a you know individualistic thing, or if it's a yeah. thing for you know what the state wants or what. Yeah, it's I don't know. There is there's quite I a lot of layers. There. Realistically, it's punishment, and the reform is what people want. But the same thing. Say somebody murdered your kid. A lot of people will be like, I don't care if they reform. I just want them to have punishment. Yeah, that that's usually the person prosecuting them. Yeah, the, the yeah. revenge, you know, yeah, the yeah, desire for 
Justice and Revenge is kind of, you know, I think we could probably dabble into that as well. Really. Yeah, but, yeah. but I think realistically what you sh- everyone should want is reform because you want a better world. People make mistakes, however abhorrent. And, you know, if you think of it, if you don't want to forgive them and you only want them to have punishment, why not kill them? You know, and I, I think that's not what I'm suggesting that you should do. But it's a case of you need to have reform and forgiveness because otherwise... What's the point? You keep going around in the circle because then you end up being just as much of a perpetrator. Say somebody killed somebody you knew, then you wanted to kill them, then you're only adding to the cycle. You're not trying to break that chain to be like, actually, you know, a bit of forgiveness, a bit of reform, and try to help stop people doing it in the first place by having better systems. And then also to actually have systems in place which says, yeah, you've done something wrong, but we're trying to believe that you can change and we're going to help you do that rather than be like, here's your punishment. When you come out, yeah, your punishment's for life, by the way. You know, there's no, yeah, that's it's clearly something I was a bit passionate on. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm curious to get your take on this. Do you have anything, anything to add? But, yeah, I, um, again, I think it's kind of the ideal world and a bit of the, you get hit by reality a little bit. I, I, th- I think it would be easy for me to say now, oh, yeah, it's all about reform and it's, you know, it's, yeah, that's great. Uh, but then like I say, if, if it was someone like, you know, someone killed your kid or killed your, you know, killed someone you love, then there will, I think there will be that kind of, you know, it will take a long time, I think, to get that forgiveness to actually be coming through. And obviously, there's, you know, there are so many more factors at play there, like in terms of, you know, I think the a completely idealistic world well, that we, oh yeah, this this would be great if we could do that. But you know, but I think the reality of it is is that it's it's not not, not the way it is. I I, uh, I was gonna say it's a thing of it was it was like, um, I think it was a church service something like that. It was, it was talking about forgiveness. And um, it was saying, like, you know, it's so easy for people to say, oh, yeah, you know, I'm really forgiving, you know. And it's, you know, if somebody does this, effectively talking about the hypothetical or you like minor things, and you know, like, so I found out that work, somebody was stealing my coffee and they kept, it kept going down, down and down. But I forgave them. And, you know, I think that, you know, take a bit, it's that kind of thing of being like, it's easy in a first world place to forgive people because they're not actually big slights. But, you know, suddenly you say, like, yeah, you're all about forgiveness, but if somebody kills your child, are you going to forgive them so easily as when someone stole your coffee? And it's it's that thing of the idealistic compared to the real. And it's you trying to, yeah, it's... Find a balance of that, is yeah, Okay, yeah. Can, I, can, I, can, I, can I throw something in here that is just understandable because it's, you know, a lot... It brings out the passion of people when you talk about the far end of crime, for example. We talk, you just mentioned murdering a child, right? You, you, you both mentioned murder, actually. Um, mm. This mm. is not at all the majority of people in prison. Like, yeah. I don't know the numbers. I haven't looked it up. The, the people in prison are probably largely in there for petty crimes like theft or for drug, like drugs anyway. Just the sale of drugs is a long-term prisonable offense. When you haven't, if you take the real basis of what they've done, they've got a product and they've sold it whether they intended to harm or because they knew the risks, whatever. They just sold something, and that has put them in a prison for how many goddamn years. That is probably the majority of people in prison. Hmm. For them, surely reform. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, selling to underage. Like, it's it's unhelpful. If if you're at a pub and you sold someone who's 17 and not 18, that's the same thing, isn't it? You're just selling an item. Sorry, Carol. I I see what you mean for you. We we, we jump straight to the... These people deserve it because they're the worst. But actually, the people who are getting the similar, similar, you know, they're similarly being exposed to that, and obviously, you definitely don't deserve the death penalty and everything. Yeah, it should obviously be about that reform, like you know, um, 
and I think it, I, I would, I, I, from what I know of the prison system, in the, it's in the UK at least, it's like horrendously underfunded and it's, you know, there is very little uh, in terms of the reform and, that, you know, there's, there's very little funding, and there's very little effort put into that from what I gather. Um, based on that, it's just basically a friend of mine did a, again, his internship, medical internship in the, in Leeds prison, I believe. Mm. Um, and he said like every day someone got stabbed and someone overdosed on heroin. And it was like, so from a medical perspective, it was quite an interesting place to be. But um <laughs> Yeah, it was. It's pretty mad. Um, wow. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, I think obviously for, for yeah for the for the vast majority. It definitely. But then, that. yeah, no, for sure. Because it's how hard is it going to be? Because you know we we chatted about this previously, of saying like for people who do abhorrent crimes, how on earth are you going to get funding from Joe Public to help them? Because all they're going to see is mm. why should I help them? Just punish them, put them in prison. I don't care what happens to them. And like the same with mm. prisons for funding, it's hard to get funding because you say what we want to do is to stop people committing crimes again. But it's like, yeah, but we just want to punish them. We don't care. You know, like so. I think mm. it's, I think it's just a shame of like people don't get the bigger picture. The more money you put into things to to prevent crime, be it for like socioeconomic things, putting money into the lower areas and stuff like that, that's what's going to help you stop crime. Not building bigger prisons. Not trying to, ref- you know, it's kind of. It's like you, the fire's already happened, and you're trying to put it out rather than trying to stop the fire in the first place. You know, and again, it's the mm, case yeah. of classic. Just, imagine the house is on yeah. fire, but someone's like, they don't want to, they don't want to stop it again. They're just like, well, let's just put the fire out. Should we try to stop the fire happening again? No, I don't care. Just put it out when it's on fire. That's it. And that's you know, without reform, of and in prison, that's all that's happening. You just the fire starts, you put it out. This fire starts again. Wow, that's a very good point. Um, I'd like to move us on because i'm just going to cover a few topics here before we go off and look up stuff ourselves and remember keep in mind the majority of people in prison have not necessarily done abhorrent crimes okay keeping that in mind do you think i'm going to start with you alistair that prisoners should have the right to vote that's interesting um also remember i don't actually know if they do or not that's actually quite i don't you know don't actually know that. um that's definitely something to look up um I, I feel like they should. Yeah, I feel like it's, it's kind of, it would be undemocratic for them not to. I think because I mean, yeah, there's still people with views on the world, and they still have, you know, they're still part of society, even though we've just started to take them out in this time. Um, yeah, I think I think they should. Yeah, see, I think I'll be probably not directly opposite. But well, I guess it is a yes or no thing. But I think I guess is if you're to have. Prison as a punishment. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> prison as a punishment, part of it is saying, like, you, even if it is, you know, a lot of petty crimes, it's a case of you're taking your liberties away, and part of that is being part of the society that you live in. Not only are you taking away of it physically, but also in a case of your your ability to affect it. I mean, if you could say, should people with criminal records not be allowed to vote, I'd say, no, they should definitely be allowed to vote. Um, but when you're in prison, you know, I guess it's just one of those other things that to be, like... It's hard because deterrents aren't that good most of the time. People just try to find a way of justifying it, so it's more of a case of, yeah. But mm. I, I, would say- I think I think as well with yeah you know, with the history of voting and like when you look at the the history of like obviously people who couldn't vote before and who now can and it's kind of like it's it's a it's almost it's well, it is a it's a human right now right? and so I think you know, mm. the message you're putting out there to if you're saying to people oh you can't vote and therefore. You know that this oh you're you're sort of you know less than these people. And I don't know I. Don't, I, I I think that's maybe again not not the not the thing we're going for. But, you could say that. but like I said, it, it, it should be a punishment. And it's obviously, yeah. but I don't know. Is your right to vote? Maybe it's something that you'd really care about more when you when it was taken away. Like, yeah, I mean, 
that's I don't know. thinking it's of, it's, it's, if it's meant to be a punishment, even if it's for reform, it could be a case of, you know, like, um, you, you could say it's not right to have prisons at all. You know, surely that's something which is like against human rights because you're changing mm. somebody's autonomy. They like to do what they want to do anyway. So I guess, you know, if yeah. you, to be fair, yeah, if you said to someone, yeah, would you rather be take away your ability to, you know, go outside when you wanted or take away your ability to vote? I think it's pretty obvious what most people would, you know, would go for. So, yeah, I can run away then. That's such <laughs> a privilege that we can say that, right? I mean, I know Pete, I have friends from countries where potentially voting is suppressed uh or it's definitely suppressed and everyone knows about it and like we have the privilege definitely to say oh yeah i'd rather be able to go outside but so moving on with this point and i'm tying in a few things here so you've both mentioned about how it's punishment right so surely you know you have a kid you punish them the punishment has finished and then you move on and yet with our society the the punishment does not move on you have that criminal record potentially permanently do you think that the the record should finish when the punishment is there a better punishment where the punishment finishes and it's just done it's over what do you guys think hmm. that's a tough one right yeah because obviously it's, it's again it's very different for different cases in terms of you know this person's we punished them in this way you know have they actually changed or are they just going to go and do the same thing again and again um so i don't think i think it'd be very difficult to make a blanket rule for that like oh yes but then obviously it does need to be a blanket rule because it... I mean, I, there everyone. is the uh, protection for people with criminal records. There is actually rulings in place to say you don't actually have to disclose it on job interviews dependent on time after spent um, convictions or cautions. Dependent on someone's, I think if you do like money laundering, it's always you do like money laundering, assault, anything like uh, uh, things like that nature, they're always going to show up because it's like, I guess it's because as, say if you're a parent, you punish your child, you know your child may do it again and they may need punishing again, but the government's not your parents, so how do they know? And that's with a criminal record, I guess that's... Also, yeah, I think also it's more of like a thing of like, say, so to go back to the kid example, okay, your kid does something bad, so your kid does something really, really bad, and then like, I don't know, set fire or something, and then you could see it was deliberate. You could punish them and then you'd move on, but you wouldn't forget that they did it. You know, you, it would yeah. still be in your head. And I think maybe that's the it's the not forgetting part that we actually want to do in terms of keeping the criminal record because it is at the end of the day you did forgive, do that thing and you know forget. forgive but don't forget kind of thing exactly because well because it's easy to say that in you know in terms of a parent and a child, but then when it's just a person in society, then when you you know otherwise it could just be too easy to just go and start freshly and go do whatever you were doing before. Yeah, with, you know, without the without the you know consequences for your actions. So yeah, I think I think I'd lean more towards. But the, the consequences a... are meant to be the punishment, right? Yeah. That's the the punishment was the consequence. That's all I'm getting at. No, no, no. I don't think so. I think the punishment was was is a consequence. I don't think it's the only consequence. Yeah. Because all of your actions have consequences, uh, right? And I think so. Yeah. More of a the same with like teaching kids finances and also teaching you know kids about the law and stuff. Because I knew somebody who worked with in a pub. I say when he was like six, he's got a criminal record because when he was sixteen, he like smashed his mum's boyfriend's car or something, like destroyed it um, on the street. And you know, maybe it's a case of educating your kids because you say, oh well, no, you know, they're not going to commit any crime, so it's fine. But you know, you know, making kids aware that if you do the wrong thing, you know, yeah, prison could be a thing. More than likely, and that's not going to happen. But if you get a criminal record, that will follow you wherever you go. Usually, if you're under the age of eighteen, it does wipe out and depend on the offence itself. But it's still a case of, you know, if we have a proper education on it, do you? Th- I'm not saying you know people who are going to commit crimes sometimes are going to commit them anyway. I'm not saying I'm not also saying that's 
you can't do anything about it, but you know, making it aware for minor offences to be like, you know, actually, if you do that, you're not going to go to prison, but it will affect your jobs for the next five years, for instance. You know, something like that. I think at the end of the day, people's future is what they care about. And so, you know, for a lot of people anyway, so I think that, that is a, it's a good deterrent. I think if you took it away, if you said, oh, you know, you can do whatever crime and then it will be, it'll be gone in a year or two years or even five years. I think that would, that would lessen the, um, the kind of, you know, mm. the, de- the deterrent factor of yeah. what, okay. police, what, what, what the, you know, the justice system kind of the biggest, is the biggest way by. to stop is over deterrence is definitely investment into people so it's kind of like a, you know what rather than making you scared of the consequences i'm going to make you hopeful for the future so it's like rather than you thinking i've got no other future i'm going to commit crime it's like oh actually because of whatever grant whatever thing whatever like apprenticeship i can do this and i can earn more money than i would have anyway or, or i'll have a better life for myself no nah, man crime definitely pays <laughs> you definitely <laughs> crime Shh. definitely pays until you get caught <laughs> white collar crime is just so good <laughs> well you know well, it's nonsense of paying taxes as well you just avoid all that you know but no, i think um <laughs> yeah. for sure crime pays until it doesn't basically doesn't it? it's, it's the high think, risk is it, super is high that, risk super that middle ground of where the least crimes are committed of where people who are you know have down in the luck where they don't have many options other than crime and the people who are really 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 high up on their luck that they can commit crimes and it's like mm, yeah i can just not pay taxes i find a way to do this or you know i can you know I, don't know, I think I think there's more of like you know a... the tax is the least yeah. of what they do, mm. <laughs> for sure. I think it's, it's just an example of like say like you say a lot of people in in in, um, in you know jail and everything for or in prison for drug offences, right? And I think that's a, it's an appealing job to a lot of people because it's you know it's just it's very easy and it's very easy to make a lot of money at it very quickly. Mm. So the idea of oh would I rather be Oh, trapped in the nine to five rather than do that. I don't know. I'm not advocating you go and sell drugs here <laughs> to any of our listeners. Um, but no, I, don't know. I, think, I think that's probably I thought that goes through people's minds. As an argument against, it's kind of like saying it's, it's an easy way, you know. It's like, well, I don't have to work hard. I can just do this, you know. And it's kind of like, mm. yeah, but it's, I guess it depends on how you want to judge your life of did you get to where you yeah. are because it was easy or because you wanted I think it, to. Yeah. It depends how forward thinking you are as well, to be fair. Yeah, like, you know, it's, it's not exactly, if, you, if you're quite a fan of a long-term plan and quite a fan of having a, you know, a sort of longer, better future, then I don't think crime is going to be there. It's going to be there, the one somehow. Well, I was going to say, this is going to sum up, this is the last major point. Remember, obviously we have the second half, so you can write down all the things you want to talk about in depth, don't forget. But, it's going to tie into privatization. We have all these people. They're locked up for crimes of varying degrees. Why not benefit from them? Prison labor. That will lead on to privatization. So, do you guys know anything about prison labor? I don't really, but I have looked a little tiny bit into it. What do you guys know about prison labor? I don't think it's a... I, I, I think there's a, a restaurant somewhere that's run by prisoners. I that's think it's called cool. The Clink. I've heard of it, but I don't know if that's a like reformed thing or if it's just like a I don't know. I feel like it's not a bunch of actual prisoners running a restaurant. <laughs> like there might be a recipe for disaster there, but um, no, I, I don't know very much about it at all. To be honest with you, I've got and, no uh, idea yet. Some things for like um, usually, I think for most of all prisons will have some form of system where you're allowed to, allowed to do jobs like the laundry or doing the food stuff like that, which is just to be honest, 
and it's not even the case. I think you usually have to be like a, a role model prisoner to get a job. It's not like everybody gets one. It's like no people who have shown you know it's a reward effectively to an extent. You know you get to do things because yeah. it's changed from the monotony. I guess. But I feel like yeah, for, you will get in the point of like getting them to do things that would benefit society, right? Like. In California, you guys are gonna have the worst time when you research this. It is horrific. Oh, really can. Give us a little teaser. They had prison firefighters and they got paid like 20 cents a day or something like that, or like 20 cents a half a day. And like they were like people saving lives, doing whatever. And those are big hoo ha because saying, like, you know, why aren't we paying them more? And it is like slave labor effectively. And they're doing something which is a national service, but at the same time. Why not? I just think you should have a job which you can say if you're a prisoner and be like, oh, we're going to teach you how to be a, fire, um, a fireman. And after you come out of prison, you can keep that job done. Or, you know, oh, we can teach you how to be an electrician. You'll do work around the prison. Then you get to keep that job. And I just think that would be just makes the most sense because then you're getting the most out of your prison force and then you're improving your workforce after and economy generally. Yeah. Also, I thought you were totally going to pause and then say firefighter because that's like the probably oh, right I, term these days, right? But then oh. you were like, you were like, pause, you were like, fireman. <laughs> I'm going with it. <laughs> Fire officer. Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> that's funny. It's like, what is it? It's like, it's like only, it's only like white, white men who haven't learned that like there's other terms for it so it's like only white guys are like policeman and woman <laughs> yeah, no, there's, there's yeah. A, they they like, oh, james yeah. i guess the sketch right yeah it's great it's a policeman officer that's saying. what i'm thinking of that's what i'm thinking of yeah yeah no i'm yeah. really annoyed because exactly it's, like, it's not it's not it's not what is it what is it is i've applied to be a firefighter as well but yeah that was good, <laughs> yeah, that's good. good. <laughs> yeah go i am quite okay. curious fred so well, what was the what was the take on that like, how, why is it so I haven't, worse? Again, I haven't looked it up properly, and I'm looking forward to, in a bad way, I guess, I'm looking forward to um, seeing what's to, oh, no, there to uncover. Morbidly curious. But you see, you? yeah, prison labor, this is more about, I think, other countries, but I don't know. Um, you, you're basically handed a workforce that you don't have to give any human rights to. That's, and it, and people, well, businesses take full advantage of this, from what I found. Like, there, there is there is horrendous things going on, and I, that's what I'm going to ask you guys to look up, so you can have a little peeky boo. Um, if you'd like to, well, you'd have to note it down. I've got to write it to you guys in the in the chat. Chat. I'd like you to look up um, voting because you didn't know about that, whether or not you can vote in prisons. That's Brilliant. quite a well easy thing to Google. Yeah. Excellent. I'd like you to look alternatives to prison, since you're both super down on punishment. <laughs> like maybe you'd like <laughs> an alternative. Um, I'd like you to look up prison labour. Just have a quick nosy on that one, and find out some fun facts that I'm sure are not very fun. And finally, maybe just take a little bit of self-reflection on prejudices you have for people who've gone to prison. Like if you meet someone who's been to prison like how do you feel do you i i mean i remember the first time i did meet someone who I, I worked with who had been to prison and i remember being at first oh my god oh oh my god oh it's, it's a prisoner fix and yeah yeah exactly and, and all these australians <laughs> so you always think prison you think murderer and it's like that is such a small percentage what was it it's something like 
uh, recent statistic was like of the male population of like 17 million or whatever there is, it's like 0.1% are murderers. I was like, yeah, when you look at the, the base stats of how many people are in a place and how many murderers, it's tiny, absolutely tiny percentage. The rest is, yeah, petty crime, whatever. I guess assault is a bigger thing as well. And fraud. They're all baddies, though. Yeah, fraud. I mean, <laughs> but you have to get caught for fraud. Or are they? Or are they? And not yeah. for well, that's the thing. Something it's that we didn't for reform. I just believe people <laughs> when they don't think they want to punish people. But are we about reform? No, you're not you're about punishment. When you should be about reform. That's my that's my thing. More about. Well, the thing is that we didn't get into it. Is it like you're not you. I'm saying you as in you're the the population. <laughs> like forgetting that like reform assumes that you're the one with the right idea. Like mm. oh no, and that and we know that you shouldn't have done that. And so we're going to reform you. I mean, think about, you know, 1984 kind of s- s- stuff that you could get into. Mm. <laughs> Keeping this PG. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, is, is there anything you guys would like to, is there anything you guys would like to add about my topic of prisons before you go away? No, I just, I think we're getting good at picking topics. This is, you know, yeah. this is a cool one. I like this. Well, one thing I do want to say is in, in America, like the difference, same with the hospitals and stuff, when you privatise it when it's government funded, is there's a big difference of between making money and saving money. In America, it's like, we want more prisoners because the government pays us money to house prisoners. We don't really care. Other than we just want more and more. Whereas, say, in the UK, it's like, we want less prisoners because it costs us money. <laughs> and you're like, we're the ones paying. And it's, I think it's definitely be- some things, be it private, some things being government, definitely healthcare and prisons should be government run because that's a case of you wanting to save money and that's the hope of you wanting to make it everyone healthy and have less people in prison i guess the worry is with less money of case of prisons of no, there's loads of people here anyway but you don't want to spend any money so how are you going to help them yeah. and same with hospitals you know if you want to save money everything you can do are you doing the best job yeah exactly well just that um i'm sorry i didn't get onto your point of privatization i mean we will we will in the second half i can guarantee <laughs> i don't know as well okay well Thank you very much, guys, for, for joining me first half. Um, we're running off now to Google away for the week, and we'll join you guys at home listening to these fascinating topics just after the break. Hey, listeners, if you've made it this far and you have anything, maybe a product, another podcast, a charity that you'd like us to pop into our halftime interlude, please let us know at no idea yet podcast at gmail.com and welcome back after the break it's been a few seconds for you and it's been over a week for us because i messed up and <laughs> i'm here with the guys who've been spending their week google fooing and have learnt a lot on the subject of prisons so i've got two eager beavers in front of me with reams of notes um i don't think i actually specifically set questions did i you did yeah, you did yeah Oh, because I went back right and tried to, vote, to and listen prison to labour. Fun oh, facts that aren't fun. I wasn't sure where, that, where you're going with that. Alternatives oh. to prison. Thoughts on prejudices for people who've been to prison and the privatisation of prisons. Oh, there you go. Because I've got, I've got all my. <laughs> As notebooks you probably in front know that because we heard it about twenty seconds ago on the podcast. Oh man, screw you! Oh, I just have to start again, then, won't I? I only googled <laughs> one thing, and That's that fine. was the definition of prison. The rest I did. My my brother, who's been to about forty prisons. He's got a Christian theatre company, so he goes inside prisons. <laughs> you might, might want to open with no, that. <laughs> my brother's been in about 40 prisons. He's, yeah. <laughs> so he just, then, they just, you know, he's too bad for all the weeds. You know. 
And then my oh, mom, I can't get rid of that guy. Who she's she does witness um, support in courts as well as actually doing social work where she went into prisons. So it's quite nice because I've got one one side which is focusing on the prisoners and like my brother and he obviously went into you know kind of benefit him in some way kind of whereas my mum's on the other side where she deals with the victims a lot and then the prisoners to be and so it's quite cool getting the two different sides of it and their kind of opinions on it wow okay wait hang on so alistair did you look up a group of things that i asked about i don't know how many you got into i did okay cool so I how tried. about we John, if you'd like to start us off with the definition of a prison, that would be pretty cool. Just yeah, as he takes yeah, a big Googles. bite of cake or something. So, <laughs> so I, I said this to because well, I'll preface a bit. Say so I asked both my mum and my brother what they thought the definition of prison was, and when I said the definition, my brother said maybe it's a little bit outdated for what it is nowadays. But at least the definition definition is a building in which people are legally held as a punishment for a crime they have committed or while awaiting trial. So mm. punishment. Interesting. Yeah, because... Was like mad. Yeah, that's something that popped up when the stuff I looked up, was that it's it's not always... Like, prison and jail, we think, are kind of the same thing, but jail is just a holding facility, right? Like, it's not actually the punishment. You're just being held somewhere for potentially to await something or you're going to be punished later i mean in medieval times you know jails were just a house where people had to sit maybe sleep there for a bit while they waited for trial or whatever mm. and then nowadays like the prison is the whole thing it's just it's the whole system but i don't know if there's like obviously there's going to be huge different different styles in other countries right mm. yeah so uh, i think there'll be a lot of different definitions of what a prison is depending on what era you're at <laughs> Yeah. Also, yeah. Rome times. I, I think obviously we're going to get into this anyway, but it's, it's definitely something that just cropped up there. What you're saying. So the sort of the notion of punishment being sort of with to do with vengeance and retaliation. That's apparently been been like around in, in civilization since the ancient Sumerians, apparently. So oh. like the whole idea of it being a sort of vengeance and getting so a revenge on the person who's done a crime as the punishment. So obviously that that versus rehabilitation, I think, is probably the the central focus of what we were kind of talking about last week and what we were where's the line between justice one? and revenge i mean i really think <laughs> to be honest that the one and one of the same thing realistically but i guess the mm. difference is revenge will probably lead you further than the actual justice so the justices they get what about just the, deserves, as a parent avengers, you know, over. like not even a parent like if you're ever if you're a pet owner or something like <laughs> punishment inverted commas is because you're trying to get them to do the right thing. You're not revenging, <laughs> avenging the dog because it weed in the house. You're trying to punish it lightly so that it learns. Are you not? No. Because are you not annoyed revenge. that it weed in the house? Otherwise, well, you think, wouldn't no, punish it's, it's the it's fine, rehabilitation right? versus you know. Again, it's yeah. That's 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 the that's the, the core of it, right? Is is what you're what you're going for? I think it can I can it can you know coexist potentially, but obviously, yeah. You, I think your feelings towards a dog who we in the carpet and a, someone who's committed some heinous crime probably different but so, and again obviously well, how heinous are the crimes that people go to prison for that's the other the other little thing that we were talking so, about I believe last week so the one bit of research I did was I after watching a film went on to channel 5 and it was the world's most luxurious prisons which is in Norway it's called Halden's Prison and one of the nice. I can go a bit more into it but one of the, the good takeaways from it is Norway said we don't have the death sentence we don't really have life sentences either so when someone goes to prison, you know for a fact they're coming back out. So why wouldn't you rehabilitate somebody? You know, yeah, you can need the punishment side because you know, they've done yeah. something wrong, but they're going to come out into the society. So either do you want them back into prisons, which again, 
to get back into prison, they've got to commit a crime. That's going to be against somebody. That's a bad thing. And also, it's taxpayers' money. You know, it costs money to have people in prison. So spend a little a bit of money first to rehabilitate, so then you don't need to do it again. And then it's like, cool, we can forget about them. Obviously, mm. you'll probably be on some kind of list or whatever register. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I think that kind of again that ties into the other the other thing we were talking about last week and the thing about prison labor, right? Is that one of the things you wanted to touch on? Right with the yeah, well, definitely like the what people think about the reasons for going to a prison. Like, I mean. And the, and what they should be doing in there. Mm. It, I mean, so, what, what was your what was your guys' take on on the prison labour like, as a, as a basically? I mean, I think it's it's fairly uh, obvious what it's going to be like. It's going to be pretty monotonous. It's going to be pretty, you know, it's going to be companies using very cheap labour. And obviously, if they were regular people, it would be considered probably like if not work that you'd want to do. If they were people. regular people, if they, if they were like if they were not in prison, if they were not convicted criminals, then they would be. <laughs> I feel like we're already getting into some some stuff here, which is good. But yeah, I think obviously then they're going to be, uh, you know, not going to want to do the jobs or they're not, you know, it would be considered, I don't know, like how, how obviously you don't want it to be inhumane work, but you don't want it to be necessarily, it's not going to be the most rewarding work, right, obviously. So, so I don't know, because so, like, uh, a lot of the stuff that I read about it was like, oh, it's very monotonous, very, very dull work. And it's like, well, is that not the kind of the point of prison? Like, it's very monotonous, very dull, that's kind of the point. So I don't know, what was your take on the prison labor thing and like how, how bad it is for people and how, if if it's like, you know. I don't know, like, what, what was your take on it? So, like, I, I've had two sides. One was the Norway thing, and that was a case of where the jobs they have are actually, they're, they're trained towards qualifications. So they get a qualification of mechanics, so they can leave prison and become a mechanic. And it's not a case mm. of, like, it's a dead, it's just you work while you're in prison because it's something to do. It's a case of, no, the rehabilitation is giving you a job in prison, which is then transferable skills outside of it. Um, but then, talking to my brother about it in British prisons, it's a case of only good people get jobs, you know, you've got to work up for them, and it's a bit of a privilege to have them. And then some things that actually can work quite well. So it's a case of, you know, they can have like chefing or like you know, what you're saying of one prisons is that the prisoners they'll do the cafeteria for the visitors as well as the prison mates, and they they're proper chefs and they make the menu and they sell whatever. And apparently one of them, I'll see where it is. So it's Berwyn Prison in Wrexham. It's an experimental prison. It was meant to have two thousand people when completed. Only got to twelve hundred, um, and it was one of the <laughs> Not few people which committing had crimes. A phone and a shower inside the cell, so you had it twenty four seven. But the um, they had custom made pies to sell. Prince Charles even endorsed it, um, but they couldn't make a prison because they're they couldn't make a profit because they're a prison. But it's a case of so they even had a good thing to do, but they just because of the things based on it. That they weren't able to make any profit, so it's kind of like it's not as practical outside. But yeah, so it's enjoyable work, and also one thing of you think, oh, you get paid absolute peanuts. You know, maybe you'll get like twenty quid in a month or something. But you got to think of your expenditure when you're in prison. Why would you be earning <laughs> seven quid an hour? Like, what are you going to spend it on? Your life outside, yeah. but you're meant to be punished inside prison. So your expenditure, you got a, a prison shop, and so it's a case of you earn, you work to earn that so if you think your usual wage most of it goes on bills or whatever those bills you don't have in prison so the rest is just spending money so yeah, but... it makes sense of why you don't get paid a full wage in prison because you don't need to have a full wage no, but mm. this ties back it, to I, yeah. what alistair was saying about in or you were saying about how in norway like the ideas that they come out like what what's wrong with them looking forward to getting out and actually earning something to prepare them for when they come out they can continue like if you know what I mean, well, no, like, you, no, you've out. got to remember it's, it's got to be a bad thing. It's got to be 
bad enough to yeah. make people not want to do it. <laughs> if it was a viable alternative to like your work, it, it, it yeah. wouldn't work as a, as a system. Would it? Like, it has to be bad. So that's, this is kind of the point I was making about the monotonous work. It's like, yeah, it would be, and obviously it would be, and obviously in a perfect world, you'd want people to have to you know get get more qualifications and get better jobs and be able to you know be able to be a more you know more contributing to society and everything. But there's got to be a balance between it's you know it's also got to be bad enough that people don't want to do it you know because it's that's the point of point of prison right it's got to be have it like a military a it's like to... cool i'll go away everything's paid for me my accommodation my food and yeah. we come back i've got a little like nice pocket of money that i haven't spent yeah it's like, exactly no, you should crime <laughs> yeah and, be able to and they're a, a better person <laughs> i'm all but for you... people being better people after oh yeah but you learn you learn a skill while you're in there the hopes is say if you become a chef it's like you learn that which is out, applicable for the outside not the money side because you, for all yeah. intents and purposes, well, yeah. they're just going to make a drug empire. Exactly. There's a very bad, obviously, there's, there's a very you know obvious connection between if they do have completely monotonous work and they don't have any qualifications coming out again, they're going to, okay, what do I want to do? Monotonous work and earn no money or go back to crime and earn loads of money until I get caught again? It's a bit of a no-brainer, really, isn't it? So, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of monotonous work mm. out there that sucks and it's not prison. That's all. <laughs> <just> exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, so... But, so, but, so so the continuation of that be well it shouldn't be that good then because obviously like i say if, if people are doing it when they're not in prison then obviously the prisoners shouldn't have it better than people who, who aren't in prison right mm. obviously i think i feel like we were on this maybe just, we in agreement about that or not i don't know what? i but i just think it all ties back to the purpose of the prison i'd like so, the prison to be rehabilitation you guys want it to be punishment <laughs> no, I, no, 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 I, I think johnny's quite keen on the i, I think i'm leading the water was a punishment that johnny is personally from, from what we've talked about <laughs> so, so far it wasn't and so talking to my brother who goes in and he's chatting with the prisoners and stuff like that um for him it, it really came to being that you need to have a rehabilitation because why wouldn't you have it and then the norway one it's effectively like better than a hotel <laughs> you apparently have dental twice every two weeks and it's like that's better than most people just normally like they have better conditions well, see a dentist music. every two weeks yeah something like, something mad like that what? it's not even like yeah it's crazy you don't like, need to <laughs> Dentist that comes in and like, apparently... yeah, like, well, what's your diet? I'm just kidding. I know exactly what your diet is. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, what are you gonna do? This is outrageous. Initially, it's a um, it was like an experimental big prison. It cost millions, um, and it cost millions. To, it cost a lot to run as well. Um, and but in the so the UK, the reoffender rate after five years is seventy percent. So seventy percent of people oh, who go God. to prison and come out, they will reoffend in five years. In the sixties in Norway. It was sixty percent, so very similar. Now it's a twenty-five percent right after five years. So that that which is just mad. It's kind of like you. Is that because they never leave? Because they just they just got a better life in prison. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just never leave. Uh, but like, is Anna Whittingham, who's conservative MP, who went to the prison? So she was like, you know, she's very much for the idea of sorting prisons out, being an MP, because you need to have him. And it was the the takeaway thing was. Some of the practices they did were great. Some of them, did you need to do it? Is it a lot waste of money? And really more data needs to come out to prove that these kind of luxurious prisons are worth it. But, you know, part of it could be the relationships the gardens, the guards have with the prisoners. You know, they said in 10 years they had four suicides. Mm. I think it's 10 years. And, like, they really hit hard with all the prisoners and the, and the guards because it was really sad. In the UK, 10, 100 people commit suicide in prison a year. So it's kind of like just mad mm. the differences between. And yeah, it's just, it seems a lot better. But then, and he's saying about the, between the rehabilitation, that seems the best thing because they're going to come back out. So why wouldn't we? We're not going to kill them. And I kind of believe for me, if you don't believe in reformation, then why not just have the death penalty? Because it's a waste of money otherwise. So like for me, I believe in reformation. But I think if you, if you say you just want prison for punishment, 
or you never want them to come out or you don't care about them reforming, then why wouldn't you just have a death sentence? I just don't see, because all you're doing is you're wasting money for them to rot in prison until they die and be a huge waste of money. Or you're just waiting for them to come back out of prison to only go back into it and not, you just... Well, cycle, I mean, let's... No, I, I do agree with you. Obviously, yeah, the, the reformation is, is super important. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, no, I, I definitely in agreement with you about mm. that. Yeah, I just mean there is, you know, you've got to make a line of it. It can't be too good <laughs> because well, that's, that's the whole it. point. But yeah, Jack, not that I think it is good necessarily. I, I, I don't think it is oh, yeah. it's good. But I was saying you know, in terms of yeah, Jack, to my mum who does witness support of like the things you hear and like she has to deal with the victims of like abuse and assault and everything like that, and she is like no. They deserve punishment, you know. Mm. They deserve to have, you know, something to know that what they've done is wrong. And I think the biggest thing is people need to be aware that they've done something wrong and take accountability. Because, yeah, I heard this podcast which is about an assault, and it was spe- speaking to both people. And the woman who was assaulted, she was actually really good about, it and was like forgiving as well. Whereas the guy himself, he's blaming everyone else for what he did. Yeah, he's blaming, oh, it's because of this, it's because of that, you know, it was really bad what I did, but he's not taking accountability. He's blaming everyone else, if you know what I mean. And I think that's what, before you can reform, you need to be aware of what you've done and to take hold of that, to be like, yeah, I did that and I shouldn't have, rather than being like, I'm sorry. But yeah, so it's, yeah, I, I definitely, I'm on both sides to being like, well, at the end of the day, someone's done something horrible and you should have some justice. And yeah. on the flip side, you need to have reform, otherwise they'll just do it again and there's no justice. You are forgetting there is one other side to it, but it's not really something in the, in England, and that is private prisons make money. Make money, yeah. I looked, I looked into this a, a, like a bit, yeah, and it's yeah, it's would, mental, right? Would you like to care? Give a little, a little, a little, a little uh, insight into so what I, you found. Oh my god! So the whole the whole thing, obviously, a lot of it leads back to especially coming articles I read very much the whole like big evil corporations and how it's all evil and it's all terrible and. You know they take advantage of prisoners, they do all the rest of it, and everyone knows that all these massive corporations are, are really, you know, really bad. Um, but yeah, so this guy Tom Beasley, he's like the head of the CCA, right, in in the US, which is like the um, they run all the prisons basically. And um, yeah, it's like they make a lot of money off it. Like they make a crazy amount of money. There's like big events where they they have all these companies come and like sell different. Oh, we can make you these handcuffs. We can make you these jumpsuits. Blah blah blah. And it's you know, oh. it's like a it's really really big money. Um, like terrifyingly so um and yeah so like not really surprised but they basically they had to have like they had like quotas of amounts of prisons they had to get and keep and like if they didn't meet, meet those quotas then they might you know basically they say it didn't matter how good you are as a prisoner they needed x number of people to be in these prisons and i think that's one that had an issue because they're only 92 percent capacity or something and it was just i don't know it's mental oh, but yeah nice. well because what i didn't understand was that they so a lot of the money's made just from them basically undercutting how the government would do it mm. so they say <laughs> yeah. to the government right we we can run a prison cheaper than you can and the, and the government's like right how much is it going to cost us so you say right i'll charge you a hundred dollars a day for a pris- per prisoner which is pretty standard mm. i think um like plus bills plus this plus that so it comes to let's say 200 a day and that's how we can run on that. So the government gives you your, your private business two hundred a day to keep people locked up in cages, and then you cut as many corners as possible <laughs> to keep as much of that money as you can. Yep. Oh, just that's terrible. That's right. If everyone was wondering, um, the CCA is Corrections Corporation of America. Sorry, I didn't, didn't say that when I was saying. But yeah, no, it's it's terrible basically. And like yeah, all the yeah, I mean, it's again, it's not a secret that these companies are fueled by greed, which I think is the root of an awful lot of these issues so but, yeah. johnny 
you have family members who have insider knowledge of what it's like in the prisons. Well, yeah, so I asked my brother about this. So I asked questions of, you know, is prison for punishment reform, what prison labour prejudices and inmates and um, funding and private. And he said, there's this company G4S, um, and they're actually security technically. They're a security company and they do prisons. Yeah, I know that. I know that company. Yeah. And apparently he said, when you go in, most of the time you wouldn't really know if it's private or government funded a lot of the time. Um, and he said, realistically, there isn't a huge difference, uh, minus branding and uniform. Um, so some, I think he said prisoners may be able to tell the difference, but he said as somebody going inside, he said, to be honest, he wouldn't really know the difference between the two. He said it's probably similar to like a private hospital and NHS, you know. Yeah, but you can tell the difference then sometimes. Yeah, that's probably, probably not the best example, but you know, that kind of thing of it's not, yeah, they probably make more money and they probably have, like, you probably get paid more, I imagine. So maybe it's, like, for the staff of NHS or prison. NH, NHS or prison? NHS or private is, like, you get paid a bit more money. Maybe you have better, like, rotors or whatever. Because um, hmm. at the end of the day, you say go- government needs to cut corners as much as... Not cut corners, but make it as cheap as possible because it's tax money, isn't it, at the end of the day? It's not profit. Mm. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah, I've so, learned about different categories as well. If you want to hear about that, so you get cat A, B, C, and D. Category A is max max security. It's for the worst offenders. Category B is high security, and it's for serious offenders. I think it's kind of like a as they go to A, B, you can get moved around. Um, cat C, a brother saying there's a huge variation to be honest between how lax or how highly secure it is, and it could be for anywhere from. So it could. Cat C could have somebody who's got very minor offences, but they've got an explosive personality, so like you're just a little bit dangerous. And then you get Cat D, which is low security and also includes open prisons. Um, so you know it could be you've gone from a category A and you're, although it doesn't happen a lot, but you're going to be released back into the real world, and so you go down to a category D. Or for, well, you probably go for A, but you go down a bit. But it's usually category D is for when people are finishing their sentences, and it's like a lot more relaxed. So, but they're saying usually in some, they don't displace who's in the Isle of Man, and it's where like loads of sex offenders go, I think, because um, they don't go, they don't work well anywhere. <laughs> um, and it was like uh, a, I think it was an open prison, or it's category D or something like that. I can't remember. And they're saying that like usually in prison, whenever you go, you they open a gate, you go in, they close the gate behind you, and you do that, and everything's like that. If you need the toilet, they'd even they they lock you in and out of the toilet, you know, oh, kind of thing. Yeah. And they said they went to this one, and um, someone said, "Oh, would be able to go to the toilet?" I said, "Yeah, let's just go through that wing." Um, so he just opened the door, went in, and then he was on the wing of a prison, and he asked one of the prisoners to where the toilet was, and he's like, "Yeah, it's just over there." And it was like, so the, <laughs> like so the cool. differences you get is mad. Obviously, it's all dependent on the prisoners as well. Um, that was something that popped up that I found. This is again a lot of the stuff was very American orientated, I guess. Um, but it was like that doesn't matter what your crime is particularly you're just put into a certain category of prison based on what the, the basically a, a panel of judges decide so this also is negative in the sense that if your crime is let's say you were addicted to drugs and you committed crimes to get money for those drugs the prison that you get sent to is based on a how dangerous they think you are based on prejudice and b won't necessarily have like a rehabilitation center <laughs> for drugs <laughs> some oh, will mad. but some won't but they don't take into account your needs which maybe is something that would be important i think i think 
yeah, all this does come a lot into it of like you know how nice we treat them and how how you know uh, and as a society we've decided. I think one of the things that's kind of surprised me about actually when it, when it came up on this um, again with the UK was about which you asked last week or on the last on the first half was about prisoners' right to votes. Did you yeah, ever check that? Yeah, what did did you find anything out about that? I actually yeah. haven't looked that up. So basically, the UK law is that if you've served a custodial sentence after your conviction, you cannot vote in any elections ever. Oh, <laughs> like the right? No, period. Like, um, and it's yeah, it came from something. Um, basically, it's, it's sort of it's, it's the act in eighteen seventy that is kind of came about, and it was um, yeah, the disenfranchisement of prisoners basically. So like just the idea of yeah, prisoners being being this kind of you know sub sub level then it's just um goes back to this whole thing of it's the civic death and it was just kind of yeah this like oh. idea that when you once you've been sent to prison you are less than the other other yeah. thing which i think yeah it's absolutely mental um but yeah so there was, that's obviously like i said back to 1870 but um yeah it's just like yeah you can't from, from what i gather i'm pretty pretty sure to chair this and it was like yeah you, you can't vote again if you've been if you served a sentence it's like no. any sentence like it's not like a that's how bad i think they had a, they had a, they had some because it was basically the eu um had, had a problem with this and they they kind of kept, uh, kept brought that up in the uh, late in 2002, I think it was. I think it said. Yeah, they basically said, uh, you know, what what the UK is doing here is inhumane and like you know is wrong. And the UK were yeah. like, eh, no, we're fine. We're keep away. <laughs> You're right. That is madness. <laughs> but I mean, you are taking away someone's rights into a you know to a far greater extent. You know, you're literally taking away their right to do anything they want to do, right? So, the right to vote is is I think we we think of it as very important and very kind of like, oh, everyone should have it, especially after how much you know sort of the trials and tribulations, you know, people who didn't have it have gone through to get it. it is this thing of like, oh, it's a human right now. Mm. Um, but then like I said, where would you, would you put it in a similar, you know, I think if you told most people, would you like to, the right to be free or the right to be, to be vote, to be able to vote? I think most people would obviously value their freedom above their ability to vote. But In in our countries of the West, right? Where, you know, mm. oh, yeah, exactly. we don't, yeah. like, yeah, well, we, we take, we take, yeah, exactly, you know. Well, obviously, something... plenty of countries, plenty of developed countries where you can't vote, like China, obviously being a good example. Mm. Mm. Something that ties into this that I found was like that certain things, like the three strikes law, and uh, and like certain things that pop up like this, come from something happening in the media, people getting really angry about it and wanting harsher sentences and harsher this and harsher that, mm. and getting really riled up, and it just makes a negative spiral. So that three strikes was because someone uh, who was an offender before got like was released and then re re redid a bad thing re-offended yeah. uh re-offended that's it and so people were like this is an outrage right that's it <laughs> we should yeah. we should really really push it to the now obviously mm. like you only hear about the worst stuff right because that's what media feeds off um mm. but like the idea yeah that imagine something bad happens in the news and so then the british public are like stirred into a frenzy let's take away their right to vote well, that's yeah obviously people love a witch hunt don't they? and then that's how yeah, got worse yeah. with the internet and everything else so Five sentences of uh, the only th- they've only given a few out, um, but it was apparently called IPP. It used to be that was what you could give to serious offenders, and it would be a no term time, so you wouldn't have any, and it and only goes to a parole Ooh. board. So effectively, hypothetically, it's a life sentence because you say like we haven't given you a date for when you're meant to be released. You're just going to see a parole board every now and then to decide whether or not you'll be released. So it's an effective life sentence. Um, but they found it's an increased suicide rate and overpopulation, so they abolished it in 2012 because it was like, mm, people keep killing themselves and you oh, really geez. need to have the space. <laughs> for imprisonment oh, for public protection, that's what the uh, IVP is. Protecting I imagine people. judges can probably give multiple sentences. Manchester Moore, Moore's murders, I feel they gave him like a, an effective life sentence, but 
I don't know if it's probably changed since mm. then. Yeah. It's like I don't know with no no chance of parole and that sort of thing. But yeah. yeah, I think that's an American thing. But yeah. Did either of you look up certain types of prisons, like a special? I mean, you got women's prisons, youth prisons, psychiatric prisons, pit prison of war. Anyone look up any of those yeah. types? I just learned about the categories, and then also that some you get effectively the sexual assault prisons, where it's like we we don't mm. trust these people with any. It'll be like minor offences, and then sexual assault kind of thing because they just can't trust them to put them in general <laughs> population because yeah. like nobody likes them effectively you know well i think i I, can't, I don't think i said this last week but it was something that um always resonated with me it was this guy came to, when we were at school in like year like like secondary school like sort of year 10 11 so sort of 15 16 years old this guy came to our school um and he gave us talk he gave basically a, a sort of lecture about he'd been to prison in the u.s um he'd written books about it and stuff and um, he had this thing, which I don't know, it really sort of resonated with me. It's like, well, not resonated, but it was like, I, I think it was deliberately very shocking. And it was, you know, it was like sort of one of his catchy things. I, I Googled it catchy. last week. Well, no, catchy. Okay, that's wrong. You know what I mean? Like, it was one of his sort of things yeah. that he was like kind of coined almost because I, I looked it up and the only, the only like instance I could find of it online was him saying it um, in his book and stuff. Um, Sean Atwood, his name is, I think. Um, anyway, he basically did this thing about KOS and SOS. Did I mention this? I can't remember, but basically it was like if you've done any sort of crime that was like deemed bad in the eyes of other prisoners, so not terrible but bad, like sort of like drive-by shootings and you know like like sort of cowardly crimes, as it were, if you like, from from the, in the eyes of other prisoners, they have SOS, which is smash on site, which is basically when you you come into the, through the prison mm-hmm. gates and all the other prisoners beat you up basically. Um, and then they have KOS, which was kill on site, which was for like paedophiles and anyone who's done anything against women. They literally walk through the prison doors and they'll everyone in there who's you know like obviously had the whole system where they you know. Like get the you know like the more violent crimes you do inside the prison, the more respect you get within the prison and stuff. So they literally just murder people as soon as they walk through the doors, as soon as they were coming through to prison. So if you get arrested for that sort of thing in the US and they get sent to these maximum security prisons, you're effectively just getting a death sentence. Oh my! Which again, I I couldn't find that much evidence backing this up, but it was obviously really shocking and really like damn, like you know. Yeah. But again, it's, it's what the media loves, and it's what it's what when you think of prison, like we were saying last. I think it's really important to remember that that is such a small minority of you know of people in prisons, right? And it is the it's obviously far more attention grabbing. It's far more far more newsworthy. But what, um, I think the thing which could lead into is um, I I asked about like brother because you work in prisons of what would you say for meeting a prisoner on the outside and that kind of prejudice that we naturally would have, hmm. and it is obviously you, you worked with people who've done whatever. I said like. Realistically, no, I probably wouldn't treat him any differently, but it'll be something in the back of your mind, you know, like... Oh, for sure. And it's, you yeah. know, you still... Because chatting to, you know, so many people are just regular people. I mean, like, Abby, she, she's worked... She's treated people, I think, like, it was a, a rapist or something like that she's treating as a... Um, she was a nurse, and it's like, he was a really nice guy, he was really friendly, and, and you wouldn't have had any clue about it whatsoever. And I think that's <laughs> it, you know. I'm not saying people oh, do no. apart things, but you know but, that's half of that's that's a, definitely them. If, if, in terms of like prejudice, would it, is it as bad as sort of you know like obviously we think racism is bad. It's like you know fundamentally you're judging someone based on the color of skin. It's you know without any reason everything else. But is so is prejudice towards prisoners? Is that the same? Because obviously you're sort of saying oh you know don't judge someone for who for what they look like or anything. Judge them for their actions. That's quite a popular opinion, right? Well, there's so like you are judging someone for their actions and what they've caution, done in the past. So it? Is it yeah? Just because they're a prisoner. You hate them, even though they may have done whatever mm. crap. Yeah, it's not like hate, like but in terms of treating them differently, you probably would, I think. And it's just because, like I said, they are like, well, they chose to do the thing. But then the other side is you don't is know the whole story. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's always two sides. You know, when you've, you know, when you've been in a room, you've watched something happen, and then you hear people talk about the thing, 
And you're like, mm. that's not what happened at all. Like, that's yeah, yeah, twisted yeah. completely. So, yeah, you'd, it'd be hard, but you, you always would judge someone if they'd gone to prison, but you wouldn't know the story. But that's just life, isn't it? Your brother had a good example. So like, it's like hearing someone as an alcoholic. It's like, okay, I'm still going to treat you as you were, but I'm going to be aware of that. So yeah, maybe you won't drink in front of them, or maybe you won't do that. And it's kind of you just being aware of that in the back of your mind. <laughs> not do a crime in front of them. <laughs> I'm not going to drop any soap in front of them. <laughs> being aware of it and like, yeah, it's still yeah. normal, but I guess... That actually was. I just no, I just remember one quite funny thing with that when we were when we had that guy coming to school. This again, very fifteen, sixteen year old humor. But it was like he said he did his whole talk right, and then at the end he was like, any questions, and there was about well over half the people in in the room had their hands up, and then one guy he asked one guy, and the guy was like, oh, so yeah, did you ever like you know when you're in the showers like you know drop the soap, <laughs> and literally then he went when he went to, he, he answered it sort of oh yeah that's funny yeah that's that's the question I get the most. Then when he had any other questions, like most of the hands had gone down at this point. <laughs> Everyone just was going to ask them, or oh, some variation yeah. of that. But yeah, that's funny. But yeah, it was, it was, it was quite interesting, actually. He was, he was good. Like I said, he, was, he got done for like basically uh, stock market dodginess and drug oh, white dealing. Oh, So crime. nothing, yeah. Like, kind of. Well, kind of, yeah. Sort rich of white people crime. Part, rich people crime, partying too hard. And then, yeah. And he had some contacts on the inside. So that's how he saw. So, but he was in, yeah, he was in this sort of very... Um, but I mean, that what you're describing then about having someone coming to see exposure. Like, man, like things that you're not exposed to that you probably should be exposed to not saying mm. what prison's necessarily like but like i mean when i was working in this small town in spain like they hadn't these kids hadn't met someone who was foreign before <laughs> like you need to you need to be exposed mm. to like other people and ideas so that you don't just listen to stuff on the news and think oh that's the way it is they're like prisoners aren't all evil people who look like pirates <laughs> you know mm. like you have to understand yeah yeah i mean yeah, i think it was a good thing yeah to yeah, have I mean, that guy think about it saying like you know they don't all like whatever and like obviously um hearing of going to prisons like people you don't have this kind of classic stereotypes come in all shapes and sizes you have no idea what crime somebody has done when you meet them it's only asking talking to them that you realize although my brother did say he went to one category in one prison with like I think it's paedophiles, and he said one guy. He just looked like a paedophile. <laughs> had the big glasses. He had a mustache, and he was wearing terrible clothes. And I was like, "Why? Oh, Why are you dressed?" Wait, was like it a prisoner? He was wearing terrible clothes. That's what they do. They're uh, yeah, prisoners. I think it was because it was like one of the the lower ones. So you kind of okay, think, yeah. maybe oh, how he wearing his clothes. You're like like tucked in shit, like way up high. Away does he that. does he do it for to be the more of the part? Like, <laughs> or does that is it based on? Is it like the stereotypes are a stereotype for a reason? Is it was yeah. you know yeah. That's, uh, that's... Sorry, I'm just reading through my notes. One one job you can have in prison. So in the UK, the, you don't have enforced labour at all. Um, and so one of your punishments can be having taking your job away, actually. And they all they all pay. Um, yeah, one of the most lucrative jobs in prison is drug dealing and prostitution. And trans people, depending on what... I think they're still not... They haven't fully decided... This is not me... It's, making a very generalization but obviously kind of like there'll be prostitutes within prison and i mean if you are a trans person and if you are so inclined to do that make so much money doing that like a colossal amount of money but like so, how do you get the money is it on the outside like the, well people they'll still work within prison and things like mm. that or and I think there's a whole economy i think within the prison sure. yeah and so yeah it's a case of uh, yeah my brother went in and he said like there's one Eff- effectively he said like when looking quickly you're like oh man is there just a woman in prison i was like oh wait no 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 i get it now okay fair enough well, as you get a bit closer i think the, one of the prison ones was like yeah they make a colossal amount of money in here 
Like they just, <laughs> if they want to, yeah, mad. Oh, I don't know how I feel about that. Don't know how I feel about that. Fair play to if you're like I guess? a young eighteen-year-old guy straight into prison, and if you were so inclined, you know, like twink. Yeah, effectively. Hmm. Um, did either of you look up anything on the alternatives to prison? Just curious if you found anything. I mean, yeah, we sort of touched on the death penalty, right? Which obviously is a <laughs> terrifying one. So. Death. Straight up murder. Yeah. I said obviously there's other there's other punishments, right? Like sort of, but they tend to be like lesser alternatives, like the sort of the things that you get if you if you're not bad enough, or if you don't, you know, if they didn't, you know, like I said, like community service or um mm. uh house arrest and things like that which obviously is an alternative but it's oh, not yeah. i don't think there's anything that's like we, we obviously have as a society haven't come up with anything that's like, you know a, a viable alternative really yeah, I mean, my mum did one thing which was part of a it was like a new thing they were doing which was oh, i can't remember the term they used effectively it was way for less i think even quite big crimes as well they'd have it where i think kind of a way which you can be more more appealing towards the judge whenever you come for parole and stuff is where as the the you meet with the victim and then you talk through it. I said a nice story of where this um, guy, probably nineteen, burgled an old woman. Actually, you know, with the conversation, and then they have a conversation together. I can't remember if it's over the phone or whether it's like you know you're in a kind of box or whatever. Um, and saying that her biggest thing, she was burgled when she was out of the house, and so it's kind of it's not nice because you don't feel safe in your own home. Because well, when I'm out of, you don't feel safe leaving your home either. And said so one of the biggest concerns she had was just what happened with the dog, because the dog was home. And he said, oh, I just I got some ham Aww. out of the fridge and I fed it and it was fine. She's like, oh, that's nice. And she's like, he's just 19. He's just a kid. He's just doing something stupid for whatever reason. Like, he's got the rest of his life. I don't want to, like, damn him because of a stupid mistake when you're young. And at other things that work, so even, like, the harder ones, like the, the bigger crimes of a case of meeting that. And it's kind of like, your mum said, some... Some people, you clearly see, they're just all fake. They don't care that they committed a crime. They've got no intention of like trying to reform. It's like, eh, I'm just waiting to, I'm just waiting till I get out again, kind of thing. Um, but others, you'd see that actually talking to the victim, you'd realise what you've done, because you know, I guess you always try to compartmentalise for people to be like, you know, mm. oh, you know, for whatever reason, this is why I did it. You know, they're fine. I it just try to shake the blame, but having that of where you have to, and it's beneficial for you. Um, mm. Yeah, it can really help. Mm. That's really cool. I could definitely like it. If you, if you, again, I think it's interesting what you have to be, what you have to want to change, right? The same with any sort of like addicts in, in rehab and things. You've got to, you've got to want to change. That's like the, the key, right? So, but yeah. like I said, I, I definitely, obviously, if you can get that reformation, then that is, that's what it's, that would be an, an ideal situation. But like I said it's a very, it's clearly a very, very flawed system in terms of, yeah. I say it's a, yeah. It's funny to about reformation. I, was, I asked my mum because he's about Christian, saying like, so what do you think for like somebody who's been in prison, done whatever? And they truly reform, you know, found Christ, they kind of revert, they're like, oh, I've changed my ways, everything like this. Would you say you should get them out of prison, even if they did some abhorrent crime? And for her, she's more of a case of, for bad crimes, obviously when she's chatted to victims, she's experienced a lot of stuff like that. She's like, no, you know, and even in like a, a religious sense of a case of, you know, your actions have consequences. And yeah, if you have true reform, brilliant. That's great. And you can be formed within prison, you know? And it's mm. like, you know, but at the end of the day, your actions have consequences. And even if you've changed, which could be the possibility of releasing someone, there's still consequences and you can never fully trust that someone has reformed. 
Like the thing oh, is, yeah. actually, and this it's is more way. of a case of as more of a, like government point being like, how do you know for a fact someone has reformed? They could just it's like mental, some like mental health places. The biggest thing they teach you how to do is to act normal. It's not that you've you know you're able to now to blend into to society. It doesn't mean you are, you know, inverted commas normal. It just means you know now know how to function man that's just the thing about having your parents who are overbearing right and like really Mm. really strict you just teach your kids to lie better yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. so it's yeah Yeah. it's funny things for like you know how can you trust to release somebody out who is who is a murderer even if they say they do everything you truly believe them but how do you know they're not just really good at lying oh man that's so true but for me I, I, i think like if you want a life sentence why not just have death See now the other the thing I would argue for there is a reason to not have that is obviously that death is far more permanent, right? So if if you get obviously it would be really bad to do this anyway, but death is if pretty you, permanent. If you if you have the death penalty and then you kill someone, then you realise actually oh some new evidence comes to light or something happens that oh wait they actually weren't they weren't guilty of that crime, then it's pretty terrible. Right? Obviously if that happens Ooh, with yeah. someone serving a life sentence, then you can then take them out of prison. I, I guess Apparently, that's pretty rare, but also pretty important. You know? Yeah, I, I think with some now of like it's there's like damning evidence you can get which is pretty like i think obviously like confession level changed yeah. a lot where it's a case of like realist but it's still it can happen but like forensics has got a lot better to a point of where realistically like yeah a lot of crimes it's not like tv shows where it's like oh man they've been framed for this really elaborate crime and this is how they did it it's more of a case of no you know if it squawks like a chicken and walks like a chicken although i did find like something about fingerprints really aren't a thing i don't know if this is true but they're saying like finding a fingerprint on something and it's actually a good good enough fingerprint and you can prove that it was definitely theirs and or like you know the difficulty you put your, their fingerprint on record as well you know like you, you can get a fingerprint for someone doesn't mean they've ever had it recorded anywhere yeah. <laughs> and you're not allowed to go into any other records because it'd be gdpr so it'd only be if they've been caught by the police previously they had their fingerprint scanned in and then you're able to get it from there also i mean let's not get into it but there is something about um that the jury now, like juries believe stuff they've seen on TV is more powerful than it really is. So when it's mentioned as evidence by like maybe a defendant lawyer, that the lawyers just they know what's kind of going on inside the jury's heads. Mm. So they use something that's not really that good evidence, but they build it up as more ha- more so because they know the jury's going to believe it more. But I don't know. That's, that's something. Crazy, yeah. Uh, did you um, guys think of how we could improve prisons? Did you did you try look anything about alternatives and like possible ways to improve prisons? Did anyone look up anything like that? Mm-hmm. What's wrong with them? So there's a seventy percent reoffender rate. Yeah, I, th- I don't know if that if if prison would ever be able to solve that. I don't. Know, I, I mean, that kind of gets to the question of ethics again. It's like are people some people just inherently more inclined to crime and more inclined to that life lifestyle like and the it, with, the, with the idea that you could change people and turn them all into mm. ooh, perfect citizens I don't, I just don't think that's true yeah especially because like the uh, something that popped up on mine a few times was that the ability to punish legitimizes your like group so really like yeah you, like you just said like oh we can fix people fix them to what standard like the, the exactly. standard of other better criminals like the rich politicians who are also <laughs> criminals but they're just yeah, the ones exactly. that punish others yeah but some things ask for like a decent start to try help make prisons better is decent funding decent wardens and decent staffing because one thing i didn't realize i'm saying like a lot one of these like really revolutionary ones in wrexham which had loads of stuff like music studios everything like that 
um, the biggest issue they had was funding. That they had all these things you can do music sessions, but there'd be one session out of possible five at a time because there's just not the staff to do it. And so most prisoners ended up in their cell for the majority of the day because there's not enough staff to even look after them all. And one thing of, you'll get some wardens, they'll be 18, and some prisoners, they've been in prison f- for 20 years. And it's like, so how can you respect somebody who's got a job in a prison when you've been in prisons longer than they've been alive? And it's like, which is just oh, a wow. mad thought. And yeah, and mismanagement as well for funding, because uh, brother saying this was one place and they had it where they got like, these big like eggs or something because they had like i think it was a hundred thousand to spend or something like that and so rather than getting on like more stuff or an extra wing or anything like that they bought these big eggs and they're like you can sit in them they had different levels and they had really nice like chill lighting and like seats and music that came out it was very relaxing the what? idea was it meant to be like a meditative thing which calms everyone down and makes you feel nice and like like you're in a spa and so fifty thousand pounds each, and what prisoners realised it was a great place to get high in. Um, <laughs> and they had no cameras in there either, and so after about two months, uh, they got wrecked. They both broke, and now this prison has a hundred thousand pounds worth of this cool-looking item, which is effectively ineffective, just sat there. And yeah. it's like, you know, people get good ideas. Man, people are on. terrible at allocating <laughs> where funds should yeah. go. I mean, that's just a go for schools, hospitals as well, all of that. And again, it's always how do you get money from people who want it as a punishment to be like, we're trying to do, we need more money to make it better for later. Yeah, but I want them punished. I don't care. You can sleep yeah, in the empty cell. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. In a perfect world, obviously, yeah, we make them all lovely and it would be nice. But then in a perfect world, you probably wouldn't need prisons. So that's anyway. true. We're going to have to end it soon. But well, since we're going to go way over time as per usual, because it's just so much yeah. fun. There's so much to talk about. Um, like, do, hope... do we have a time? Oh, yeah, we do, obviously. But yeah, but yeah. Like, vaguely. Do, do you guys both just feel generally that you've got a bit more of an idea about prisons and prison systems? Yeah, yeah actually, yeah. Like, a good. Uh, I've, yeah, I've heard as well. Um, obviously, I think it's good to do this sort of. It's a nice balance between being brought, being specific, but also being quite like we don't really know about much about it to you know, but to, to get into. So yeah, good topic, Fred. Good. Choice. Oh, excellent. Well, I'm looking nice. forward to next week's. So we'll find out about that very soon Um, so thanks guys for listening wherever and whenever you are maybe you're in the car doing whatever you're doing and I hope that you've got a little bit more of an idea after listening to our episode that's bye from me and the rest of us bye if you've enjoyed this podcast and actually made it to the end please consider following us on Instagram at noideayetpodcast and if you have any ideas or topics that we could talk about Feel free to either message us there or send us an email at noideayetpodcast at gmail.com.